0: Greetings, service dwellers. You stand in the presence of the Prince of Blood himself, Namor the Submariner, the first of his name, King of Atlantis, and Lord of the Seven Seas, the Avenging Son and the First Mutant, and for the first time ever, gracing you with my presence on the power of X-Men. I hope you survive the experience. Imperious, Rex. Three, yeah. making of X-Men and the casting of
1: X-Men, I was there in the production office. Remember, you don't need to scream for help when banshees are around. Was it supposed to be Jean or was it supposed to be Madeline? I drew that image and a deliberate hint at things to come. What makes Marvel Legends so special?
0: Just the partnership with Marvel, you know, continuing to work with Jesse
1: Falcon. This is your special guest host, Mr. Sinister. (laughs) <laughs> you know you would never put storm in a ponytail that would be We're weird good, but we'll that would be a minute, weird so. <laughs> but giving it to Jean kind of made her the girl next door that everybody could talk to
0: when i met stan he was very
1: gracious and and, and very kind this is the power of x-men podcast i am your host day spring hope you survive the experience Oh, my God, guys, I have the king himself on Zoom. As you heard in the intro, we got Namor in the house. Let me address me as your highness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is bold, your highness.
0: <laughs> That's how you address the king.
1: I namor cosplay i am obsessed with you you know this you you know this because i always regram you i always tag you i always call you king now apparently i have to call you your highness <laughs>
0: so i appreciate all the support it's always great when people um you know do that stuff so i'm like oh people are actually interested in what i'm posting so it's like they like it it's like it's weird to think about
1: um, yeah, no, I think the internet has collectively let out a big yas and, <laughs> and swoon. They definitely love your cosplay. It's next level.
0: Thank you. You know, I try really hard, so I just do my best to get it there. So.
1: so we're doing a two-parter here. And as we were talking about before I hit record on the Zoom, I really wanted to dive deep into certain characters. and
0: tally of how many uh like swimming jokes we make
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes people at home we are doing a drinking game if you um if you hear us do a swimming aquatic pun just take a sip of your beverage of choice whether it's wine a mocktail or water (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to do episodes that were a little bit more focused on characters and talk to people who are extremely passionate about them. But the problem that I have with Power of X-Men is that I feel the community is so incredibly interesting. So I can't have you on here and be like, yeah, we got Namor cosplay on here. We're going to talk about Namor's history without talking about you, especially since you're such a prolific cosplayer.
0: Thank you. So actually, I love, love Nemo so I'd love to share them with the world that's kind of my point of Instagram was you know I make these cosplays and uh, I was like well there's no cons so what am I going to do with this I'm just going to sit here and just so I was like oh, let's get Instagram that'd be cool and I just kind of spiraled out from there And you know I don't wouldn't believe we're here at this point I just like I'll start posting and then people start calling I was like really like <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> well, those are just some awesome shots you have, mm-hmm. and you have for those of you who are listening to the podcast. You're not seeing this on YouTube. He has the Phoenix Five Namor on the back right there, but you're mm-hmm. actually wearing who's your who's your costume? That which which version? This of-
0: is uh, my. It's the Invaders now. Run! Mm-hmm. Uh, just a vest with some gold, and um, I got my trident in the back um, with my cape. So.
1: Yeah. I love you, dude, your, your cosplay, everything. It's next level. I'm so excited to talk to you yeah. and I, I really want to know your history with comic books, with Namor, with the X-Men. And th- let me wrangle myself here because I'm so excited. <laughs> G- what was your first comic book that you ever picked up? Uh,
0: so I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, basically when I was growing up, uh, my dad, he had six brothers. And, you know, when I go to my grandparents' house for like after school program, because my parents work, they'd have all these comic books there. And so my introduction was basically whatever they had. So my first comic book, I don't remember what it was, but it was Captain America and it had barren blood in it. That's all I remember because I was so young, but um, that's kind of where I started, which is like, they had a lot of like World War II era stuff because, you know, it was my grandfather was a veteran and so that was just kind of the vibe over there. And, um, you know, so there was like Captain America, the Invaders, like, uh, that's like I introduced to Namor was through the Invaders. And I was like, who's this guy? And I sourced him out myself. but Like, you know, this is just a whole bunch of different people. Like Nova, I was very interested in, and Moon Knight, and um, early Avengers, and all that stuff. So that's kind of how I got started. And once I was reading Invaders, I was just very interested in Namor, because, you know, you read so much Captain America. He was my first favorite character. Like, I loved Captain America, um, just like what he stood for. But then I was reading Invaders, and then you see Namor, and he, he's a, kind of a good guy, but at the same time, he's, like, he's not really, like, you know, you know, Mr. Goody-Two-Shoes, Captain America, you know, always saving the day. Like, he's he's got some, like, he's got some levels. You know, he's a little bit of a hothead. You know, he's, he's uh, you know, a little arrogant, but... And I just really got interested in that. And as I started reading more Namor, like on his own from like, more like the silver age, I was just like, this guy's so sick because he's not a hero, he's not a villain, he's a king. And that's why, you know, if you ask me why I love Namor, it's because he's a king. He's not gonna choose, you know, the good side of the bad side because it's the right thing to do. He's gonna choose his best for his people. And I, I really like that because he could be fighting with the good guys in one issue, And the next issue is he's declaring war on the surface because of like the atomic bombs and you know i think people misjudge him on that because you know he's not you know being a villain he's protecting his people like what he he, what does america do like they do some pretty shitty stuff like even worse than him so you know think about that
1: (laughs) you have literally taken us to the dry cleaners with that right there (laughs) yes Absolutely. Well, I think that's what's always made Namor such an interesting, compelling character because he's regal. He's sort of an anti-hero, but he does prioritize his nation over the surface dwellers. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's
0: got a lot of pride in his... Uh, you know, I think a lot of when you know, even think about himself as his arrogance, part of, I think, his arrogance is based on you know if you you know if you insult him you're insulting his people you're insulting the surface and you know there's this um you know this whole thing This funny you know that meme where it's like the guy shoots like shoots that guy's like why would he do that like mm-hmm. that's why i feel about namor it's like the surface world is like polluting the ocean you know dropping atomic bombs like killing his people and it's like why does namor hate us we're so good to him and it's like because you're destroying the oceans and he's like hey like please don't do that like he tried to go to the un you know, be peaceful about it. And he was met with like a hate crowd. People were like, yo, screw you. Like, and he was like, all right, whatever. I tried, like, you know, he's, he tried to be peaceful about it. And you just like shut him out. And I was like, come on, he's, you know, do you not see what you're doing? It's I like-
1: mean, you know, an X-Men Red, Jean Grey yes. was at the UN and she was trying to be peaceful. And then Cassandra Nova came in, blew it up. It became a huge media, huge media spectacle Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she went straight to Atlantis seeking asylum with our, I'm trying to think of a fun moniker for Namor because I, I call Jean our God queen and I'm thinking about what can I call, what can I call Namor here? But.
0: King. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: like, honestly,
0: he I, like the, I think it's hilarious how he's kind of like, um, almost like Daenerys Targaryen in terms of like, he has so many titles. It's like, I can just imagine like someone be like, saying all of them once there's like, you know, is he done yet? Like what What is he?" yes. I love that about him. And that's things all about Daenerys. It's just like, they're just so regal that they have all these titles to them. So,
1: but. So when you were, you know, going through those comics and and you were discovering Namor, did you discover the X-Men as well in there?
0: Uh, To be honest, I wasn't really the biggest X-Men fan at the beginning, but there's a funny story to that. Um, so the X-Men, I think it's like a childhood trauma response of why I didn't really read them. Cause I didn't really read them growing up. I read more um uh like more like the uh, Earthfound, like Avengers, but I also was really into the cosmic realm because of Nova and um because yeah. Nova was my second favorite character of all time. Uh but anyway, so my first interaction with the X-Men, like besides like, oh, they've been in there, was like. I think I was like five or six. You know, X Men the first, the first movie just came out in like two thousand. I was really young, and um, the, I, I got the, the first scene with Rogue. You know, where she like touches, like kisses the guy, and like he gets yeah. all like vainy and stuff. Yo, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> that I, is I, terrifying. Yeah, so I, was, I, we'd, we'd stop watching the movie, and I was terrified of Rogue. <laughs> like, and I think that's why I just didn't like X Men because I just kept thinking about that one scene. And I just, you know, looking back at it, I think it's hilarious because like you look at the X-Men animated series, Rogue, and she's like, all like Southern Belle, like, hey, sugar," Like, I'm just like, I was scared of that. Like, I didn't want to deal with Rogue. Rogue scared the shit out of me. And, um, you know, it it wasn't until later actually that I really started to watch the X-Men movies and get into that kind of deal. But I actually just got into like a deep dive um, into the X-Men universe. Uh, most okay. recently during the pandemic because I've read a little bit here and there like X-Men read the Namor specific ones but I've never done like a full thing so I'm reading all of like Uncanny from like House of M and Solo Avengers versus X-Men just to I really like that era I think that's just a cool one in my opinion because I love Scott and I just love the whole aspect of like there might be extinct so it's pretty cool to read I'm really I'm getting there so I you know
1: the extinction era is a really interesting one. I, I think Messiah Complex and Messiah War yeah. were great stories. Second Coming was a little more. I think the Gillian, uh, the Kieran Gillian era of where where we have Namor front and center of the utopian era. Like I, I thought that was great. I, those yeah. are fun books. I mean, I was putting together, you know. A, a quick outline, a summary of it. And I was, I forgot like, you know what? The books were pretty good there right before they did AVX. yeah. So, you know, and Namor really, you know, he shined on that yeah. with the X team. And, you know, we'll get into your thoughts on his relationship with Emma Frost and other blondes. But, you know, I, I'm curious, what do you think though, since you're doing this deep dive, into into x-men history as sort of an adult now especially in the pandemic where we all have to be alone and like think about everything yeah what do you think makes the x-men so special
0: i think it's really the whole aspect and i don't know if it's really been addressed too much because you know as someone who read you know grew up reading like the avengers and like all that stuff you know 2000s avengers and all that um it's interesting to like read the x-men and they're being like you know crucified they're being hunted and all this stuff because of you know their mutant abilities and it's it's interesting to kind of look at it from a perspective of having read so much avengers where it's like um just because they were like a super soldier they got their powers from like you know a space explosion or something like that or they're just an alien like How everyone's like you know let's go avengers like you know there's like president stuff and everyone's like yeah i love love avengers and then the x-men are just like yo fuck you like what's you know what makes what's the difference between like an x-men versus an avenger besides like their birth i mean like because they're saving the world in their own certain way but i mean it just doesn't make sense how they so. like i guess from a perspective of like people in that universe like oh we love captain america he's great he has superpowers but we hate this super strong guy because he's a mutant it's just like and the avengers aren't doing anything about it they're not like hey lay off the x-men like did they i'm new in x-men So, like i don't know if the avengers have ever been like hey can we stop hating the mutants
1: like they're, they're no cool. there's literally a crossover called avengers versus x-men because the avengers yeah. are the biggest tools on the face of the earth
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were in the wrong i won't lie they were in the wrong in that
1: so. well here's the thing the the X-Men were on the verge of extinction. Yeah. And the one thing that was going to save them was the Phoenix. And then all of a sudden the Avengers care that the Phoenix is returning to earth because of the Jean Grey incidents. Like uh, Tony Stark, the Phoenix has returned to earth countless times since Dark Phoenix. Why now when the mutants have so much at stake, are you intervening here? And it's not about them wanting power. It's about the X-Men wanting power. It's about them reigniting a species that is about to go extinct. Yeah. So, you know yeah i agree with you you know what thank you your highness we're, right there right there you saying, know
0: like i've read so much about it. you know it's like where's they have been like yo, they're cool like stop being a dick to them like <laughs> it's like so why haven't they done that yet <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i think the x-men now are taking more of a global yeah. position or uh, cosmic position with uh, Mars. So, and our region soul being storm. So, you know, I, I think the X-Men are coming back at the Avengers. So let's see where it goes, but okay. So I, I, I'm more curious now about now how you see Namor. And one of the things I found really curious when we first started talking was that you sent me a photo of your grandfather. And how yeah. he kind of looked like namor
0: yeah yeah there was this uh uh my dad like found this portrait and he sent it to like our family it's like oh look what we found it's just like a portrait of him uh when he was over at the war. um and i just looked at it it was like a side view and i was like it kind of looks like golden age namor like so i went into photoshop and i did like the eyebrows and the ears and i was like shit that's golden age namor and i was like <laughs> it, it was just really cool to kind of see those it's like a good it, I might have been trying to see something. I don't know. But to me, it looked like he kind of looked like Golden Age Namor in that portrait with like the ears and the eyebrows. Like I I found a picture, like a side profile from the Golden Age. And I was like, yeah, that could be me. I guess the genetics right there. You know, it's a it's a weird thing, actually. Um, You know, I have like a larger forehead, but, um, you know, none of the men in my family go bald, which is great but it, um, but i got like a almost like a widow's peak kind of deal, and i kind of all related to that as an adult when i like was like oh my god am i going bald my dad's just like no one's bald in their family you're good uh so i was like so i kind of relate to his hairline it's a really weird one but i do
1: i love that you relate to his hairline <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't
0: know i've got a big head
1: <laughs> but, but do you think it was the fact that he sort of reminded you of your grandfather that you gravitated towards Namor? Uh, I don't think so. And I mean, the whole World War II thing?
0: No, well, he was in the Korean War, not World War II. Oh, uh, sorry. But you, know, they, they, you wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't know your family history. <laughs> you not know this. Come on, it's one one. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, You know, I think I gravitated toward him as a kid, I think because I was very shy and social anxiety and I still have that. I think I gravitated toward that as a kid because you just see this dude, he's like talking in the third person, you know, he's like talking like he, you know, he's the shit, he's the king, like, you know, everyone, you know, look at me, I'm Namor. I I don't know. It was like, he's obviously like has some arrogance to him, but I kind of like, like that. You know he kind of just did what he wanted because he was name and i kind of i like i like that attitude. i just said not want to be exactly like him because he does have some arrogance that i'm too i'm too humble for that shit.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh are you but, too humble for that you literally came yeah. on the podcast and told me to address you as your highness <laughs> i mean
0: you know it's an alter ego so you know it's a dual personality um but i i don't know i really like his confidence i feel like even when i started to do cosplay I kind of just noticed like a trickle down effect because like, you know, I'm like, you know, you're going in these shoots and you're supposed to be standing tall. Like, you know, like, you know, bravado and all this stuff. And like, it's just like, Oh, okay. So you're doing that. Then you come back home and like, you're walking, and you just notice your shoulders are hunched and you're just like, okay. I mean, you, just, you know, lift your chest up or just like how you hold your head. And it's like, it's just little things with like the health of social anxiety and I didn't even realize it until I was like, Oh wait, maybe I'm doing that. Cause of cause I'm in cost. I just cost him. So it's like, you gotta you know vibe with that and you know someone who's socially anxious it's like it's nice to kind of be in a position where like like for example like my pictures for like if i want if i go to a location by myself or like um on a trip i need my pictures usually with sunglasses or like with my back turned to the spot but, like you know i go with namor and i'm just like on the thing like nostrils start, like like fucking go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> do that face again <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's just it's just so weird although i tried to do a video thing once and i was like i can't act i can pose and hold the position but i can't i can't act
1: <laughs> oh my god and you're in la that's oh, yeah, religious.
0: No. i'm i'm the other end i'm the behind the scenes aspect don't put me in front of the camera so unless it's a photo <laughs>
1: But I so. love what you just said about how cosplay especially Namor from his iteration to the comics to how you've sort of embodied him as a cosplayer has helped you cope with your social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard another cosplayer say something like that before.
0: Yeah, it's well, cause it's, I think it's the whole thing, you know um, you're going specifically for me, you're going to these you know, public beaches you're going to malibu and you know you're going in that you're going in armor you're going in elf ears and this and you know you might get called
1: aquaman what um, <laughs> what what do you say when someone calls you aquaman
0: I'm like nope i'm like <laughs> i'm like do you know who namor is they're like, was, they're like no i was like you should look him up he's great he's better and he came first so <laughs> i don't hold, i don't hold back i'm just like you better look him up because it's, it's so weird because I don't know what I means still by it. I know it's just like, a co- you know, I'm holding a Trident. People don't know him, so it makes sense. But on Instagram, it's like a peeve of mine whenever someone comments like, oh, look, Aquaman or The Deep or like Mr. Nimbus or Spock. And it's like, you know who came first? Namor. You know who's a copy of? All those people. Namor the yeah. first, the literal first. 1939, like they said Spock's design was based on Namor. Aquaman was created because Namor's sales were doing great. Like you know, it's he's first. So. Yeah, yeah. And obviously,
1: the deep is right. a byproduct of that.
0: Yeah, you know, everyone, he started it. You know, he was he was the first. Namor was he
1: first. he was the first. Is there is there a specific Namor storyline that's your favorite?
0: Uh, you know, I don't know if it's because it's like fairly recent. But I love um, the King and Black mini by Kurt Busiek. Oh, oh my god, yeah. it was so! When they announced that he was getting into a mini series like this year, like last year, um, I was so excited. And I saw it was Kurt Busiek, and I like lost my shit because my favorite storyline of all time is the Kang Dynasty. And you should read it if you haven't read; it. it's incredible. And we hate Wasp, and she does some shitty things in there. I- um, <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah. I my your favorite. energy right. Yes. I
1: hate Wasp. And like you sent me those screenshots. Yes. <laughs> fuck Wasp. Except for Michelle Pfeiffer. Like we love. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Missouri, yeah, but, but but Wasp uh, as a character, go fuck off. Yeah.
0: But when I found out that Gucick was writing it, um, I like lost my shit. And he did not disappoint. You know, it felt like the most world building we've gotten since the first mutant because he hasn't had a, his own series since uh like 2011 I think which is the first mutant and he just covered so much ground in five issues like it was like a really nice thing where it focused more on like uh, Kidney more with like Atuma and Dorma like all young and it was great because they finally gave Atuma a backstory and like he kind of gives some you know where his helmet came from you know you get you learn more about uh dorma as a a child and like her magic wielding and like they spent all five issues underwater which is where i think they should do they they spend so much time like up and down up and down like i feel like there could have been a lot more world building in atlantis like especially in the modern age and Mm -hmm. i feel like they just kind of dropped the ball there Um, because they've done it a little bit but they just keep putting him on teams and i just like he needs his own series like my dream is I would love to see like like a gritty like Game of Thrones-esque Atlantis story. That would be so cool. Like like politics and like he has like stepbrothers and like just like, you know, people want the throne and he's like always away. Like I thought that'd be really cool.
1: So. Yeah. And you just brought you just elucidated a really valid point. I don't think I could tell you what Atlantean society in the MCU or excuse me, the Marvel universe is like
0: yeah it's hard for me to explain that too. They just keep going all over the place it's, after the silver Age it just kind of sh- yeah like they did a little bit with it in um the mini in nineteen eighty four the prince Namor, the submariner they really kind of dealt with Namor as like a restless king and like how he didn't like his kingly duties and you know being like a politician and being a monarch um they kind of dealt with that a little bit and how he was restless and Eventually he was the high council voted him off the throne and he was free to explore himself as a surface man, which was great. It's um, character wise, because he came back to Atlantis, you know, af- in the nineties as a mature King, which was great, but you know, they really haven't done much with Atlantis. It, he keeps like getting destroyed and moving, getting destroyed and moving. But you know, a fun fact though, is when he was created, Bill Everett didn't want to give it a city name. He based the people as like basically submariners like yeah he was interested in like inuit tribes so that's why they were based in the Antarctica. arctica and so that was kind of the thing at first they're just like he's kind of like nomadic people in in, in arctica kind of deal and i think once aquaman started to like like rumors they were like okay we're gonna name it Atlantis. <laughs> like we're gonna get a really timeline but like it, i read the book it's like fire and water it's like uh Basically, Bill Everett creating Namor and like the human torch, and just like the amount of thought that went into that is just insane. So, it's really a genius.
1: Did so. did Bill Everett ever oversee the production process for that old cartoon of Namor? Do you know?
0: I actually don't know that.
1: No. Did you have you ever watched it? I'm assuming you have. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I can't believe I asked you that. <laughs> That's it's like so you asked me to watch
0: because it's yeah. just. Oh my the animation now is just like I mean it's it was great for its age, but you look at it now, it's just like it's just like one person just like it's still image just like legs kicking and it's like but you know you respect it.
1: Has there ever been a storyline of Namor that you felt jumped the shark?
0: Oh let's
1: see what uh, I did. The drinking <laughs> game is still going, folks. I just caught that. Um
0: <laughs> jump the shark. Um Uh, I'd say, like, two things. Um, First and foremost, I think anything Jason Aaron writes with Namor is just not good. He doesn't understand the character at all. Um, Oh, really? He doesn't doesn't even know basic history. Like, there was this thing in Enter the Phoenix where he, like, said, like, his mom threatened to send him to the surface world to live with his father. And it's like, okay, everyone knows basic thing. Like, his origin story was his father got killed. Before Namor was born, on like the ship when Fenn got uh, taken back to Atlantis, so everyone knows his father's dead, mm-hmm. and it's like why was that's this one on one? It's not even like some like detailed like it was one issue. It's like it's his origin story. Um, yeah, but you just he, he made there's like a fine line I think when writing Namor in terms of like making him like a lovable arrogance and a straight up dick, and I feel like Jason Aaron just does not understand him and just makes him an asshole and not like a good one. Like not even it's like, oh, oh, there's Namor again being, being Namor. He's just like, yo, fuck this guy. Like even like I was reading. So I was like, who he's not nice. He's like, what is he doing? Yeah.
1: But- no, that's a very valid and fair point because I think something about Namor that really made him shine during the extinction era was that he was a little bit more well-rounded vulnerable. And he, you know, as we'll discuss later, he had a relationship with hope you know, yeah. like a really nice friendship and, and you saw that vulnerability. And I think that's the key to writing good. It's same like with Emma, you know, mm-hmm. you don't write Emma Frost to be a bitch. The, the trick about Emma Frost is that she has a huge heart.
0: Exactly. You know, another thing too, so he wrote this line and in the same thing where he's like, like I killed a shark uh, cause I wanted to see if it would die. And I was like, firstly, you wouldn't kill a shark. That's terrible. And secondly, he was just like, I shed a tear. And like, after that, I never cried again. And I was like, Namor is so emotional you don't even know, like he is, he cries a lot. Like when uh, Lady Dorma died, he was a fucking mess. Like he was, he was horribly a mess after that. And then when his other wife, uh, Marina, like when she, when she like turned to a vulnerable monster and like he had to like let her go. It was, he was yeah. a fucking mess. Like, that she, was a dark X-Men. Yeah. I mean, there was previous in the silver, in like the bronze age of silver. Oh, silver. oh. That's where they met. You know, they had like a whole love story and like he found, People also think Namor's a slut, and I think he is. He has such a big heart, and he loves harder than anybody. But I think he kind of. My theory is my how I view him is he's been like so, like like messed up from like you know Dorma and Marina and like uh, Jacqueline. We fought. It's like I feel like he's just like, just like like he's he's broken and he's just like doing whatever because he's never gonna love again. <laughs> oh my so. God. So heartbreaking.
1: <laughs> that is heartbreaking now i'm like i feel so bad for
0: him yeah this whole
1: thing with dorma that was
0: heartbreaking she's like that's they're like soulmates so you know that was like people should know her because she is iconic lady dorma is his girl but she's not a damsel you know they wrote her as like she was saving his ass just as much as he was saving atlantis like and she's smarter than everyone in the room like there was one thing where um atuma was attacking and she's like don't go out there that's what he wants and she, he's like but i must because i'm the king and she's like please don't do that and then he goes out there and what do you think happens like See, i told you and then guess who has to save him dorma like and like you just know that love is real because when his stepbrother byra like controlled all of atlantis uh dorma was not affected because she just loved him so much and i just i love that like well, you're there's
1: dorma is a gorgeous regal character yeah. and i remember her i've i haven't read much with her in it but mm-hmm. i remember her in that cartoon show she was she was present there yeah. and i've seen it obviously on youtube throughout a little the
0: more damsel in that i was like yeah oh, she wasn't you know safe in the day as much That's i that. have
1: no shame in saying i don't remember the cartoon i don't remember okay. of the plots or happening. anything <laughs> whatever was that grainy version on youtube yep
0: all zoomed in like you can't even see the yeah. full
1: screen um like, Atlantis. I like, <laughs> so jason aaron's not your favorite uh writer no. to handle him who do you think is the best writer uh, out of all the ages to handle him
0: i give it to two people um Bushia, of course like yeah. our whole namor nation like our time our small but mighty fandom we love him and we're like marvel please give him a, mini, a whole solo series and we only want Kurt to write it, no one else, because he gets the character and he loved it. it was just please do. And he like, talks to me on Twitter, and it was so cool just to kind of hear about him and then, uh, what his thoughts were about that. And also, you know, keep Benjamin Dewey as the artist. He did a fantastic job, too.
1: um Is he, that was going to be my next question. Is yeah. he your favorite uh, person who's rendered Namor?
0: I think it's him. And I think it's uh, Carlos Magno. He does a great job, too. He just like the Defenders and the um, 2019 Invaders. But the other person who I think is great is Greg Pak. He gets the character like I just read Atlantis Attacks. I have it right here. Actually, I, have, I have all my comments are right here. Um, <laughs> but he, there's this one line in Atlantis Attacks where he's um, Namor is fighting Amadeus Cho, and he's Amadeus is like he's like, oh, "What are you, Namor? Are you a hero or are you a monster?" And he's like, "I'm a king, so I'm both." And I was just like, "Boom!" That's it that's fucking it like that's what he is about and it like it goes even further being like i have to make the hard decisions because i'm a king like and it's i think it's a great thing of like how why i love him so much is because like you look at the avengers or someone like if say like captain america wants to take a day off you know someone can take a spot you know iron man can take a spot save the day if something happens but like Namor is a king. He's always on. He's a politician. Like the, you know, he's or not a politician. He's a he's a monarch. He controls a whole nation of yeah. people. Well, he like, has to be
1: a diplomat. He has, he has to, to make to tough decisions. Diplomat. Yeah.
0: He makes tough decisions, but he, you know, um, was also great in the book was Greg Pack also had him as like he was reasonable. You know, he wasn't just he was like he's still like hot hat itself, but he was just like, okay, I'll give you 24 hours to fix it. Like, and that's it. Like he didn't just go full on, like, I'm gonna attack you guys. Like, All right. Well, I'm mad at you guys. I'm gonna give you one chance. And then he goes back to Atlantis. Then it'll have. It's a great storyline. First off, Um, but that's. I just. That's what I love about. Like those people know how to write them. So that's what I'd say.
1: (laughs) No, that was a great response. I literally. I just. I'm listening to you, and it's it's so funny because I've I've never come across. A, a huge namor stand. i like namor i like namor very much and then I, I during the utopian era i was happy to see him there we'll get into avx and everything else but i i'm curious where do you all meet where does this small but mighty nation of namor stand <laughs> like <laughs> it was uh it was accidental like i got like a
0: namor twitter just to post stuff on there as well um and I, I found some Namor Twitter accounts and someone's like, oh my God, like you should totally join, join the discord. And I was like, okay, so cool. So um, we have like this discord, um, you know, it's basically Namor nation, you know, very, we're a very small fandom very passionate. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's really great to have that because um, even like cosplay friends um, who like, you know, the comics, they don't really know him, but you can go on there and you can bitch about something or you can, uh, talk about your pure excitement about something and they're all gonna reciprocate because they're all on the same level as you like there's people who are more of a fan than I am and it's you wouldn't believe it. Like they're hardcore like stands even bigger than me. Like they know everything about everything, the littlest details. Like I know a lot, but they know everything. This is one person, uh Imperious Rex with the thinking X. Uh we call her we call her Imp. So for short. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, to circle back on something really quickly that you said about Greg Puck, I interviewed him at Wizard when I worked at Wizard. And I thought he was such a great human being. He was writing World War Hulk at the time, but he wrote Mm -hmm. Phoenix and Song. And everything you just said about how he got Namor, he got Jean and her relationship with the Phoenix in a way that's really talented. Like he was able, whether you liked it or not, whether you liked Phoenix and Song or not, you can't argue that he did not connect the dots in the Phoenix yeah. history and made it digestible, but also respected everything that came before. And I'm assuming that Namor has just as a complicated history as something as the Phoenix. And it yeah. takes a really skilled writer to do something like that.
0: Yeah. Cause you know, the thing too, that he does well, um, he did this one thing, Marvel comics presents. It was like a quick couple of pages and it dealt with like, um you know the nuclear bombs and stuff and how namor felt about it and how he hated the surface people for killing them and um and also there's this uh that one marvel snapshots um i do not remember who wrote that but uh at the top of my head but one thing about namor people don't want to know is he has ptsd he's got bad ptsd and i love when writers go into that i think it's so genius because he's this you know guy who can do anything you can take a bullet you can like you know, taken on an army by himself, but he also has PTSD from the war. Like it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to read. Like in um, that snapshot, like he, he, it's after the war, he's reunited with Betty Dean and like, they're going out to the, um, the boardwalk, you know, Coney Island or whatever. I don't think it was Coney Island, but it was something else. And, you know, they're having a nice time, but he just can't stop thinking about the war. And then like some villain comes out, and you know he goes to fight and just loses his shit he just because he's just trapped in this memory but with like the nazi concentration camps and what he saw and he just like you know screw you nazis like Yo, fuck you like and he's he he was gone like the the um all winter squad came in and had to pull him back and he's like it's over anymore it's over you can breathe in the whole book dealt with ptsd and it was great i, I love when they deal with that because it's just like it brings him to like a, a relatable level in terms of like I, mean, I don't have that but it's like you know he's he a him because he's not just like this god king he's like he's a person you know, he has feelings he was in a war like things happen. So.
1: Well that's the hallmark of writing any good character is to humanize them first yeah. and make them more with with a lot of texture in there. I, I have a curious question here what do Neymar stands? argue the most over is there like a little fine detail or something in his history that not everyone's on the same page about
0: um i think we're all similar in terms of what we, we all hate jason aaron no offense he's a great writer we just don't like him like when we they just they announced like the avengers are coming back in october and like namor was on the cover we're like oh shit like we'd rather have no namor than his name or is what we said uh but it's it's, it's interesting. Ow.
1: Yeah. it's That's a hard stand right there.
0: Well, cause it's like, it's character suicide. They're just making him into an asshole. And at a time where Namor is piquing people's interest because of the rumors, like you're putting that on display and you're ruining 80 years of great storytelling from one writer because that's what's currently out right now. And they don't want to look that hard, you know? And um, that's kind of the issue I think with how people are viewing Namor. They're only thinking about the past decade instead of like the past 80 years. Um, and what's great though is like we all like stand similar things. Um, I mean, there's a couple things to disagree about, but it's not like, you know, we're fighting about it. It's just like, oh, it's like, oh, that's cool. Like we respect each other's opinions because it's not like, you know, like my way or the highway. It's a really great collaborative community. Um, we all collectively hate Namor Sioux. That is something we all hate together. So we do not like Sue Storm and Namor. It is outdated. <laughs> and if you go on that, if you go on there and you say you hate, hate Namor Sue, like, yes. Like, yes that's
1: it you're part of the club that's like the password to get it
0: yeah we i've never read the fantastic four uh dan's lot run but i just see it being ripped on all the time and the those in the discord
1: they just rip it apart they do not like it <laughs> so, what about what about the speedo what What do people say about the speedo
0: oh people love that you know they they love sexy name more. <laughs> but first my personal opinion is i think it's iconic i think it's great i do think it's a little outdated and i think it was used a little bit too long Mm -hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with it i just you know i love like his current look right now with like the black armor i think it's so slick i think it's just like i always pictured Namor as like this regal kind of character and i always thought like the speedo was like didn't fully emulate that and i really love when they kind of give him this armor, like this, this suit, it just feels like a regal thing. Like in the initiative in two thousand and seven, they gave him like this, like kind of like uh, all black long sleeves and like pants and like like this gold plates and stuff and like this like gold trident in the middle. It was so it was so cool, and it was only used like like two issues. Yeah, it was so cool, and like they never. Used I it. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so like I would love. I want to do that one day. It's on my list, like one day, but. It's like, that's what I love. Just feels feel, you feel like what he is, you know? I mean, the this is great. I feel like, I want to feel like he's the king, like physically, like in terms of like what he's wearing. So that's just me. So
1: what, but, what about uh, your, your thoughts on Emma, his relationship with Emma?
0: I love him and Emma. I think they are electric yes. together. They are like, the best way to describe those two is like, they the, when they're in the room together, they both know they're the shit. They both know they're hot, and that's what makes them a great couple. Yeah, <laughs> they're so you know they they know they're the best, and when they're together, they know they're the, even better. It's like it's just like an electric, you know, like you know, you know, thing they got going on. I, I love them so. I well, still, We love that.
1: To what we were saying before, they're both characters that people sort of dismiss as an asshole or a bitch, yeah. but actually they're written if done right, should be written with a lot of heart. And Emma is a character who has always been a victim of trauma. Um, Her students literally were murdered in front of her. She, during New X-Men's run, when Jean psychically smashed through her head, Mm -hmm. Emma was like, don't make me look at my students. You know, because Emma is a teacher first and foremost, Mm -hmm. and she cares about her, her fellow mutants. Similar with Namor, he's a king first and foremost, and he cares about the Atlanteans.
0: Exactly. That's why I love them. They're just like, they're the exact same person, but won't, you know. It's funny, so, they makes such a great, like, pairing. So I do, I do love them together. So they're, they're electro. So I would love to see that.
1: What about his ultimate align? No, I was going to say ultimate lines. His ultimate uh, appearance when the ultimate verse was a thing.
0: I don't, he didn't really do anything.
1: Yeah. He's he just kind of gonna...
0: like a tank. Like she yeah. just got the best of it. That was, I
1: think that was it. Yeah. It and then, memorable,
0: so that's for sure.
1: It wasn't memorable. Greg land who w- worked with Greg Pak on, on Phoenix sun did the art for his debut. And it was just fun. It was just a little lackluster. I was, I was actually reading through those issues because I was reading Marvel zombies and it happened to be the name arc was around there. I'm forgetting if it was before or after. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. There's Neymar now he's gone. Like
0: Okay. Link, can you miss him kind of moment? Yeah. That's unfortunate.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, (laughs) Namor. (laughs) Um, What about we have to ask about this? Because what if is obviously trending everywhere. Everyone's Mm -hmm. talking about it. Do you have a favorite Namor? What if? Are are you going to pull out an issue? I think I got them. I I love that you came prepared.
0: I just took my entire bookshelf. I just dropped it right in front of me. (laughs) <laughs> oh, where they are right now i might just give up but i will talk while i'm looking um i they're healing us too but i think they're both really great Oh, well, one of them is really great the other one pisses me off um i can't find them i'm sorry there there's just so many freaking comments here <laughs> wow look at all those comics yeah but um so i think oh wait here it is all right
1: i got it, I got it. here they he's are he's got it boom so oh, wow. first
0: one is what if? hang on wait
1: let me let me let me switch to the speaker view all right
0: yeah that's the first one um what if the submariners raised on land the other one was like what if submariners stopped destiny um the submariners raised on land was uh written by greg pack um did a great job with it it was it's so tragic um he basically loses everybody and then you know so basically what happens is um pearl harbor happens and he saves everyone and the government enlists him in the human torch and then basically the human torch dies and then neymar goes to investigate and he finds atlantis is like taken over by nazis and you know his grandfather dies and he finds out human torch was like used as a weapon and and human torch dies again (laughs) and then oh my god um it gets even worse because um he, when everything happens, he like tells the government he's like, I'm done, like I'm not doing this anymore, and they they blow him up. <laughs> with what? And he survives, but it's like he loses everything in that comic, and it's just so it's just so sad. Like, um, but then the what if with um, loses Destiny. Um for those who don't know, um, what happened with Destiny is this is not like the X Men. It's like this one
1: villain from way early on. And, oh, I know. Uh, yeah. I, I've been a huge fan of Destiny since I was like 11. So yeah. I knew there was another character named Destiny.
0: Yeah, but what happened in the original run, not what if, you know, he goes to fight Destiny, he and he loses. And then, you know, the ensuing battle causes like Atlantis to get destroyed underneath the Arctic Circle. And like, you know, his mother dies, his grandfather dies, like his kingdom's gone. And then he gets amnesia and goes, you know, to live as a homeless man in the surface, but he doesn't remember him until Johnny Storm brings him back. Uh, after Limbo Um, but this one was like what if he stops him and this one just pisses me off because um, he goes up to save the surface and while he's gone his stepbrother Byra like convinces the people that's like oh where's Namor in this time of need like he's not doing anything he's the false king and everyone's like yeah you're right he is the bad guy like you know he's he's false and he comes back after he saved everyone from destiny and he's like why does everyone hate me he's like they're saying false king like and all this stuff I was like are you kidding? Like I just saved you guys, and no thank you. And he basically goes into Byra and is like, he's saying like, "What's going on? Like, you know, you're you're exiled. Like, you have to leave Atlantis." And he's like, "All right, screw you guys." So he goes and leaves and tries to figure out what to do. And while he's gone, a coup happens and like Krang and like goes to, like overthrow him. And while he's being overthrown, Atuma the barbarian gets word of what's going on and um, basically overthrows. Like both of them, and takes over Atlantis and conquers and enslaves it, and like people, Atlantis go out to search for Namor. It's like, yo, we need you. Like we need you. It's like you guys exiled me. What do you want? Like you can take care of it. He doesn't know what's going on, but it's like, you know, you guys said screw you to me. So good luck. And eventually, a vision of Neptune comes to him and says, like, take the trident, go save your people. And he's like, okay, they are my people. I have to save them no matter what they think of me. And he goes back to save them. Stops Atuma. Everything goes back and then they go they go out to scatter into the waves, like because there's some destructions like and the people are like, Where were you? We needed you for this. Like it's like, I'm sorry, you guys exiled me and like why are you blaming me? It's like like where were you? It's like you exiled me, bitch. Like <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't say that. He was like, maybe it was my fault that I was too proud to go back to my people. It's like, no, they said fuck you and you left like you should have. And they're being assholes so they're being dramatic so i was like come on now it's
1: like your (laughs) no (laughs) no no, that was incredible no i don't want you to end that
0: (laughs) (laughs) but that was the whole story so um but it was i was like come on like i mean the people of Atlantis can be pre-swayed pretty quickly sometimes it's like
1: well, again, I don't, I don't know what Atlantis is like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, in, in the Marvel universe, because they haven't done a good job of it. I think now we are going to see Atlantis in future stories, in the way so. that we've seen Wakanda, because you alluded to this already because of the rumors, but Black Panther two, mm. you know, is it confirmed that he's going to be Namor?
0: No, nothing's confirmed yet. It's all hearsay. I'm, I'm like. So originally, like, I, you know, I'm not originally happy with the decision because he's not a Black Panther villain, and it's only been the past decade that started with Avengers vs. X-Men, as everyone knows, his attack on Honda wasn't personal or political. Um, but honestly, like, you know, after this time where it's like there's more and more rumors like kind of confirming it, it's almost like, it's, I kind of think of it as like the Game of Thrones finale, where I'm just like, I love Daenerys, and even though, everything happened the way I wouldn't want it to happen. Like, I still love her and I support her and every, anything she does and I have to accept it because I can't change it. So, and Game of Thrones, I'm like, burn them all. Burn the city. You know, I support you, Daenerys, all the way. Um, but, you know, now I'm like, if they bring Namor into Black Panther, I mean, I'm okay with it because I also think about it, too, in the way of, like, if they're going to bring him in as antagonist first, which probably would make sense, you know, I'd rather have Black Panther than, like, Fantastic Four because, again, I hate Namor Sue. So, I'd rather have Plus also Ryan Coogler is a little, it's like, he's such a visionary as a director. Like, oh, he's an amazing director. He, if anyone can do him justice, I think it would be him. Cause I feel like Wakanda just is just so vibrant and beautiful. And like, there's so much depth to like the, the designs. And I feel like if he can do just a little bit of that into Atlantis, I, would. you know, I love it. You know?
1: Well, I feel like I know Wakanda now as yeah. a, as a stand because of what he did in black Panther and yeah. how that movie portrayed Wakanda and put it on the map. So I'm hoping they do that for, you know, Atlantis. I can't even tell you how was the Atlantis in Aquaman? I don't even remember it.
0: It was, it was, a, it was just colorful. Yeah. That's all. I
1: remember. I mean,
0: what I like though, is if he if this is true, the rumors, there's rumors that it's going to be like kind of Mayan influence, like kind of yeah. like a Latino uh, at Atlantis. I, I was actually you know i was in uh mexico and i was in the yucatan so i saw a lot of you know, mayan ruins and the culture is just so beautiful and i feel like it, i just like i imagined like these like mayan temples i was visiting like underwater i was like they could do some really cool shit with that
1: like yeah. i love this idea i think me, that's very different yeah
0: and i feel like it would really it from like because there's going to be people comparing it to aquaman no matter what but if you do something so unique, like I'm um, like a Mayan influenced like Atlantis, like that's just next level. It's not just like that, it's just like, uh, it's a new ball game right there.
1: Well, and I feel that like if they do, well, first of all, I don't feel anyone's talking about Aquaman anymore. I know it made a billion yeah. dollars, but I, I would argue that it was just great marketing positioning. And I don't think Aquaman, by the way, was a oh. bad movie. I, I was like fine Aquaman,
0: with it. Yeah. I'm not like the anti Aquaman. I'm just like, I, I love everything. So,
1: and I think Jason Momoa is just a naturally likeable so, yeah. human. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would, why wouldn't I want to see Jason sure. Momoa, you know, the star of Aquaman? Like, just a really great vibe. And I think he was on Baywatch back in the day. And I remember he, watching he's him. called Drogo
0: in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And
1: he was there on Game of Thrones as well. <laughs> so, I have no qualms. So, I, I trust Kevin Feige and Kevin Feige, we trust. That, that he will make, you know, Atlantis very unique and very distinct from mm-hmm. what we saw in the D.C. universe and I, soy cubano. So any Latino representation like I'm there for it. And also, I remember when I, we were studying Atlantis, um, this girl in my class back in high school brought in a video that showed Cuba. And then like, if the waters receded, what it would look like. And that Cuba, apparently part of it is, you know, the lost city of Atlantis. And I'm like, oh, look at the, at the time I was like, I'm the descendant of, you know, Atlantis, <laughs> you know, but yeah. you know, so it's just all full circle right now, talking to you.
0: <laughs> That's what you, you know, you're Atlantean. I'm a submariner. You're, you're my subject. This is great. You may address me as your highness.
1: So. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> When I got to start, look. I I can't I can't beat you <laughs> at that logic right there.
0: Um, <laughs> i watched this documentary I'm like finding Atlantis too because I was interested. And in, you know, it's not just like they they're exploring like locations that weren't Greek in origin. And it was like they there was a whole section on like Latin America. And, like maybe explorers found it over here, um, in that area. I thought you know they could. I believe it. I don't. Yeah. I don't mind it at all. And plus, you know, you know, Namor is not. A white man he's a person of color so i do that's who you will find awesome in the discord we all we all love that it's a person of color and not like you know white actor because he's not a white guy um even says it, he's just like i'll take down the white man you know he's he's you know he's biracial so um it's pretty interesting that they got a great actor so that's the hope right
1: so switching the tide here though
0: oh he's gonna do
1: that. Oh. <laughs> shots shots right there so i feel like your 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 cosplay as namor is very iconic when did you go from just being a fan and internalizing the confidence that he was imbuing you with while you were reading his comic to wanting to cosplay as him
0: um well i've wanted to cosplay him for a very long time and um a lot of it was prevention because obviously he's mostly shirtless for the most part it's a lot of it with body issues and what prevented me from doing it in terms of just not feeling like i was fit for the role um but what got me into it was you know to basically kind of go over it's like you know he's you know i feel like it's hard with namor because again he's on all the time and i you know there's always an intimidation factor just like you're on display, even still like, you know, when I post stuff, I'm not like, you know, like, Oh, I look fantastic. And it's like, Oh, that part looks bad. And that part looks bad. My angle is not that great. So my abs are okay. And it's like, it's just always like, you know, it's nerve wracking to post these things. Um, and even still today, but, you know, eventually it got to the point where I was just like, I, you know, I got to do them. You know, I was going to do him a while ago, um, back in 2018. Um, so like I've always been athletic, you know, I've always done sports. I did like, you know, three sports, like two club sports I was always busy. Um, but it wasn't until I moved to LA and I wanted to do the mummy cosplay and I wanted to build some you new know, muscle for that. So I did that and I, you know, I gained a lot, which was great. And then I got injured. Um, I was out of the gym for about seven months and that got really dark and depressing, but we won't go over, oh, that. I'm over that part of my life, which is great. Um, but um, I was that summer after the mummy, I was going to do War right after the mummies and just it never happened. And then I was out for seven months, so I was like, didn't do it again. And then when I got my muscles back, I just didn't feel like I was ready. And then what happened, was, I was going to do it in the summer of 2020 but COVID. And then what happened was in June, um, I've always wanted to do a physique competition, um, but I never could. And it was also partially... I wanted to do it because i wanted to prove to myself that my injury would, wasn't holding me back anymore because it's still kind of present and i got to be cautious sometimes especially with like chest exercises mm-hmm. but um you know to me doing the physique competition was a way of just like letting go of the past and not holding on to this injury mantra anymore but also i was like if i do this i'll be in top tier position and i'll time out my sh- first shoot with namor with my competition so i did. The- competition prep for about five months and then i built my first uh, armor the the black armor and um did the shoot and like after i did that i was like why am i gonna stop like making name i want to do more like i want to do the phoenix i want to do the invaders i want to do i want to do all of them i think it was like kind of like you know everyone can do cosplay it doesn't matter what size you are If you love the character you can do it and I feel like I never believed that myself like I said it but I never believed it from my personal viewpoint until I did my first Namor and I was just like I can do this I don't need to be like a bodybuilder like I can be you know muscular but I don't need to be like a roid rage character which is you know sometimes like you see people who can just put on green speedo and call themselves Namor and you know, there's no hate on them, but it's like, you know, people be like, oh my God, it's so accurate. Look at that. And it's like, it makes you nervous to like put yourself out there because you're not at that level. it's like, well, what are people going to think of like someone who's not a bodybuilder, but it has some muscle on him. Is that good enough? So that's kind of the hardest part with posting him, like, you know, and I feel confident now to do him, you know, I'm still sometimes nervous, you know, but um, I just think, you know, I just couldn't, didn't want to stop. And, it's just fun to do one character actually, because you get to live in his head. You know, you're yeah. not just from one character to the next. And also, I have like an obsessive personality, so like if I, you know, it's nice is to stick with one character and like other characters on the side. There's <laughs> just like a straight path to look down, and it's like, oh, I want to do this, and like a couple minutes into that, I'm like, oh wait, but I want to do that too, and like you lose interest in that one. It's like, and that's not like, you just name more, just do name more, and then be good.
1: <laughs> so. What was it like that first time you put on the costume and, and you were Neymar and, and there was so much anticipation building for you personally. What what did it feel like?
0: It was, it was really cool. Actually that, that's, you know, that's what kind of kept me doing it. Um,
1: That's my Oprah question.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's iconic to don something like that and be like, Oh, like this is, me. You like know, you get the ears, you get the, the suit, you get the big armor, like, you know, it was really cool. And actually, the one that actually blew me away was when I put on the Phoenix armor for the first time, because it's a little bit more. Um, it's super accurate in terms of the comics. And I just wasn't that mirror. And I was like, holy shit, I'm the Phoenix. Like, it's
1: yeah. so, like, that's a great costume right behind you. Yeah. Yeah, my
0: yeah, gold. We can't take it out in the sun. So it's like reflective. So it's not paint. So it catches sunlight.
1: So it's pretty cool. <laughs> I love that little detail there. That's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. So but, h- h- how do you classify then yourself in, in the cosplay community? Are you a builder or are you a designer? Like y- you obviously go yeah. order that you build that yourself.
0: Yeah, I am a hundred percent through and through a builder. Um, I do everything you see is built by me except for gloves. I did that once and it was a, you know, Dude, a disaster. It. So never making gloves again, I will modify them, but yeah, everything you see, I make it myself. I don't buy anything. You know, if people want to buy stuff. You know, go for it. Like some people just like to get that faster, and I understand that. And so um, I'm not like I know some people are like you know like oh you just buy stuff like you're not a real costume. It's like, it's Still cosplay. You just you know, didn't make it because sometimes it's a long process.
1: Um, how long does it take? What? Well, how long has like the your Invader's outfit today? By this the
0: way, this a few weeks. It's all sewing, um, but. The Phoenix and my Black Armor took about two months each, two and a half months. Uh, that's usually the average for the bigger builds. Um, but I love, you know, personally, I don't think I could ever buy. Like I did it once for Homelander, but that was for Halloween. Um, but there's just like, I feel like building the cosplay is like 75% of the fun because, you know, you can, you get the cosplay and you finish it and then you go take photos and it's great. But I love building because you're, you're, you, you get this idea in your head and, over the two months span, you're committing to this thing. You're slowly watching your vision come to life. And it's really exciting to be like, like, I'm making my new name right now and it's like progressing really fast. And I'm just like, I'm loving what I'm seeing. It's like, this is what I was picturing in my head. And now it's like right here in front of me. I just, and you know, I love to build and I'm very, you know it's a creative outlet really. And it's just to kind of see like what you can do. Cause I like to look at pictures, like a roadmap, just like, or like a base. Like okay, so this is cool. It's black. It has a little bit of gold. What can I do with it? How can I elevate it? Like, what details can I add to it to make it look real? Because that's my thing. I love realism. I love Mm -hmm. making things look realistic and add to adding depth to them. Like not just a carbon copy of like you know something. I feel like I just love to add my own personal touch to it. And that's what I really like to do. But um, as a cosplayer, I always challenge myself each cosplay whether it's like a new trick, a new challenge, a new material, uh, just to kind of build my toolbox in terms of me personally, what I can do. Like um, what I do now, is like, I can never do that at the beginning. Like my first cosplay was a Punisher and I spray painted a skull on some paintball vests. but like now I'm building these things, these built armor pieces. Like I'm making tridents out of Bondo and like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't even stop. know what that means. <laughs> it's just like, it's a hardener you put on foam so it can get really smooth. Um, oh, wow. for trident. But, I'm also like a self-taught sewer. Like when I did Aegon Targaryen, I want I need to make, um, you know, a bodysuit for that. And you know, my first cosplay that required sewing was like Ultimate Hawkeye, but that was 2016, and I had my girlfriend's mom do it for me. But Aegon's a couple years later not with her anymore so i was like well shit i can't just be like hey like do you want to make this cosplay for me like um, we're no longer together Not all together but like do you want to help me out
1: um so, by the way you need to address me as your highness <laughs> uh, address
0: me as your highness. <laughs> like, um but i bought a sewing machine and i just i just learned online it's actually pretty easy but um i do just i'm self-talk because so i just i love to make things myself because it's just it's it's me you know because also when you finish a cosplay after two months and you see that and you just like you see yourself, it's like, that's, that's what I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I made that myself. And it's like, a it's an accomplishment for yourself. You're like, I can't believe that's real. <laughs> like yeah. that was my head two months ago. As like, I was picturing myself in that and it's in, in front of me.
1: So, wow, that's insane. I mean, so you really go to town on that. Yeah. How long, how long did the, the speedo take? an hour <laughs> 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 I that was a last
0: minute decision actually um I was you know to be honest I was never gonna do speedo for a while I was that was that's one that really terrified me to do because mm. everyone does that it's the most costly name wear suit and it's like am I am I good enough to do it like you know it's just insecurities because you're there's no armor there's no uppers it's just the bracers and like I call them briefs because I won't do full on full on speedo but Um it's basically everything showing, you know, your all your muscles, all your legs, like you gotta fully flex and all this shit. Um, so I was terrified to do it and I wasn't gonna do it. But I was like two days out from my physique show in June, and I was actually had a shoot the same day. I didn't schedule it, it, just happened to be like that with my with my friend who made the scheduling. But I was like, yo, I'm looking for a good right now. Like I feel like this is the only time I'm gonna be this dehydrated this cut like this lowest everything until i do my next show next summer um so i was just like now or never i'll do it and if it looks like shit i just won't post it and i did it and i was really really freaking happy with it and i did i've done even more like i got a new photo series coming out uh i did in buffalo with this amazing photographer dale altman you know he's incredible and like what we got is i cannot wait to share it it's just it's next level it's so cool all Um, right i'm excited yeah but i just you know even when i was then you know doing the speedo i was fucking terrified i was like holy shit is this gonna look good like do i look good like
1: well i mean listen you're talking to someone who's literally writing about body dysmorphia and fear of you know of bodily anything relating to the body because i think this unnecessary machismo that's thrusted upon men in society yeah you know what i mean like and you know, I know you had stories of when you did other cosplays, you mentioned the Punisher that someone came up to yeah. you when you so, were at uh, LA Comic-Con? LA
0: Comic-Con, it was actually my first cosplay ever. Like I did a Captain America, but that was like a Halloween thing. My first made myself, kind of made myself spray painted, but um, I, you know, I was tactical gear and the Punisher vest. I went to LA Comic-Con, was my first con ever. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, usually people go to cons and fall in love with cosplay, I was the opposite. Um, but, you know, it was a great experience. I loved a lot of people there uh, and got some photos taken. It was a really cool experience. And then I guess someone from the LA Comic Con page or something well, took a picture of me. Like I was saying, I had Instagram at the time, but it was just my personal. Um, so I wasn't like promoting that cosplay like I am now. But they posted on their LA Comic Con page. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, they, they recognized me. And then it was, there was a comment. And to be honest, I you know, you shouldn't beat yourself up over this because they're trolls but like there was a comment that was just like you know isn't the Punisher supposed to be muscular and it's just like it shouldn't have affected me that much but it, you know as someone who was like living on a high like i I look great as Punisher I did went really hard like I look fantastic that kind of like killed me a little bit because I think that's what kind of prevents me from doing Namor for so long was because it's like am I good enough to be his size like Am my name or worthy is like it's you yeah. know it's the Punisher is like you know sometimes he's not even Jack like and it's like you
1: know well that's ridiculous I mean I'm looking yeah. at the photo of you as a Punisher right now and you you look Jack you, no you. one wants to fuck with you <laughs> you know what I mean Like yeah. some people like I, I wrote a story a couple of years ago about being male anorexic and it was the first time I ever published a story like that and I had before and after photos of when I was working out, you know, really well and how I looked before when I was starving myself. And I was down, I'm six feet and I went down to like 122 pounds, 123 pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I want I was curious what people were saying in the comments. And one of the comments was, Is it just me or doesn't he look better when he was starving himself? And you're like, whoa! Like, That's, did you not uh, even read the essay where I where I almost like killed myself, trying to yeah. to look a certain way, and it, and my deep seated problems with my with my body image issues? You just need to deal with that and like move forward. You know what I mean? Because the yeah. internet says the meanest things ever, and it's less about you and 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 more about them and when i say you have to deal with that i'm not saying you i'm like in general the internet like they're just mean although i will say uh, power of x-men we've been very lucky you know and i say this all the time there's not much hate that comes in and if it's there's anything hateful it's just deeply problematic people who don't follow or engage with you know other x-men communities they're just random like bots who just drop horrible slurs and they get Block, but I'm, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that
0: oh uh, i mean uh, whatever makes me stronger yes so <laughs> um, but i have been very lucky no one's been it you know okay kelly clarkson <laughs> <laughs> i was to something else but okay i was working black widow um but oh that's on, right. right um but um yeah i mean no one's been commented about my size or you know my muscular enough for name or and
1: my- because you do physique competitions that would be well, ludicrous that anyone says something about your size or your physique
0: ludicrous <laughs> but it's, it's been great because i'm i'm always i'm always nervous when i post you know pictures like that you know even still it's like the first photo pic i was like oh my god am i really gonna post this i don't, don't want to post it. i look great but is it good enough people are gonna respond to it i'm not a bodybuilder but is it good enough and it's spoilers and like, they did <laughs> They did. They like it was. It went over well, and it gave me confidence to do even more. That's the, the Buffalo shoot, was speed Speedo shoot,
1: um, and I think it's less it, it, less about how you look, but also like you just got swag, man. Like you got the name, more swag. It comes across in your photos.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're it's welcome. Much, right? You're so, welcome, honey. Uh, welcome
1: to Power Vax, man. Hi. Like, <laughs> it's
0: like the face, but you know, it is. It is like what you're saying about like the Machismo. I think. You know, people don't really think about like the, the male aspect of, you know, us being like looked at as, you know, you look at like a Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth or something like that, and they're like gods basically. And, you know, you think, oh, that's achievable. But to be honest, it's really not unless it's your full time job. Like even like Chris Evans is like, yeah, I get as big as I can, and then I just get smaller slowly over time to start shooting Captain America. Like you just, you know, it's, and people feel like, you're supposed to be at that level i think and i don't know that's just my personal take on it and i think i didn't you know i think as myself as like i don't see myself as like someone crazy muscular like i'm i you know i and it's, it's hard to think of yourself like i don't think i don't know how to describe it you know what i'm saying like
1: no I'm i
0: get involved like like look at me i'm like oh like like <laughs> i'm like jack like look at me i'm like like i love the gym but i'm not like you know pressing enough people's throats
1: um well i'm looking at some of the physique competition photos you you sent my way and you 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 look very jacked what what's it like doing physique competitions what's that what's that scene like
0: um well it's it's about five months or six months of training with your coach um and it's super strict diet, which is fine. You know, I have OCD, so I like repetition and I feel chaotic if I don't have it. So I don't mind eating the same thing every day, um, which is great for this. Um, I don't feel the temptation, but what the, the week of the show is like the day of the show is where it gets complicated because you do eat a lot. Like there was one four week period where I was eating five cups of rice a day. Um,
1: five cups of rice a day. Yeah, there was
0: like a four week period. It was that was the only time I hated it my diet. That was just wow. that, was, that was a lot. Um, But the day of the show is complicated. The night before at 5 p.m., you can't drink. You got to start drinking water and you can't drink water again until you're done with the show. So you're dehydrating yourself. And it's interesting how it works. I don't understand the science, of it, but basically when you don't drink water and, you know, you eat a little bit and then um, all day for the show, you just eat rice cakes, which is a disaster when you're super dehydrated because it's dry as fuck. And basically oh, before you go on stage 15 minutes before you eat like a milky way or something high in sugar and then you risk like the band workouts just like to just, like, get a pump and because there's no water in your system the carbs will like stick to your muscles and give you a bigger pump i don't understand the science of it but it works so
1: okay sure sure yeah that's, that's what i said all right sure sure good. sure sure no, no dude like i On a very flip side of that, like with, you know, my, my starvation and anorexia, I've always said, I don't like water because water makes you bloat in. That was the first thing you learn about when you, I used to go on like pro anorexic, you know, websites, you know, back when it was really bad for me. And that's the first thing they say, water weight is for fatties. You know, and, and it's it's so strange, the deep psychology culture of that. But, um, strange. you know, but you're doing like physical competitions and stuff like that. And like, that's just gnarly the way the biology of it works. Yeah. And
0: it was like, what was the biggest thing about it was I kind of did it hand in hand with Namor. So it was kind of like a journey together. I always thought about it. So, you, um, you
1: guys were growing together?
0: We were growing together. I am him and he's me. Um <laughs> that's what i did I, was, I planned everything based on timing of my cosplays and my shoots based on these competitions because like this is the best i'm gonna look right now so let's get get this on camera you know get it get it pictured so um which has been great and i'm not doing another one until next summer taking a little break because i have two new things going on to focus on a strict diet um still very strict but i'm allowed to you know go somewhere and eat something very long too so
1: i love it yeah good so um, I'm looking at your Joker. Oh, that was, that was Halloween. It was great.
0: Um, I was the Joker. Um, I did go home with the Harley Quinn. It was great. Um, <laughs> there, although my bed had a lot of white paint, white makeup. Paint that oh! <laughs> <laughs> but it's an accomplishment. I say,
1: look, man, that's yeah, I love.
0: Love Harley. So
1: <laughs> is, is Harley your favorite, um, one of your favorite dc characters
0: uh margot harley i i I respect the animated character like the Mm common character but i only i only like margot i think Mm -hmm. she has an amazing job i saw this i've seen the Suicide guy twice already i'm gonna see it more times she's she's incredible so I, i love love her as harley
1: so what was up with um i'm looking at some of them the homelander one I love this one so much. how did you how did you go about making Homelander and why why step into his boots?
0: Um, homelander was that's the only cost I've, I've purchased. it was for Halloween um, mm. and I just didn't care enough. plus I was making name at the time so I just didn't have time to do two people um, but I actually did I bleached my hair for that. Um, oh really yeah I was just like I want to do a homelander shoot, but wigs are stupid. Um, and because I tried to get a wig for Aegon Targaryen it just looked like shit and I was like you know what it's COVID no one's going to see it I'm going to dye my hair bleach it never again first up I dyed my hair like back like a week later
1: to like my natural color so I was like fuck this um, I, I, I just bleached my hair it's growing out now but it works for I've, you though yeah that's you know you pull it off I, I can't it's leave. a hard process it is it's a pain in the ass Yeah. <laughs> like the and, and you go got out. dark hair you got dark hair yeah, you got to do a double process and all that. Yeah.
0: It took a lot longer than I thought. And I was like, damn it. I'm really convinced these photos now, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I love Tom Landry. He's a total, he's just a fucking psychopath and I love it. So I love when characters are crazy. We go crazy, over.
1: but also like there, there is emotion. There is a human, yeah. there is something human about him and in, in, in how he is crippled and how it, it, he is angry and his need yeah, I, I love the boys. I, I think the boys yes, is too. a phenomenal series. I just love it so much.
0: Fantastic. Like, I, I don't know. I like the characters who are a little bit crazier. Like, I, I think that's maybe like
1: Namor. It's like they're a little more of a wild card. <laughs> so, like so, so how, how has Namor helped you evolve finally as a person now when you're looking back on everything? with him and that you're growing with him how do you how, how how would you define that relationship with that character
0: um i think it's really big because uh i did cost cosplay like maybe like one big one a year like i did do the mummy and then i did uh the next year i did a targaryen and like then um uh, then after COVID. but um you know i always disling big for la comic-con that was my that's my home base i call it i always go there um just my to- new york comic-con I went to New York Comic Con once. That was cool. Um, oh, yeah. I met John Bernthal. That was awesome. I went to Punisher and Hawkeye. Um, but I've never been to San Diego, actually. I can't get tickets for some reason. I've never gotten tickets. I hate um, the virtual waiting room. It's, it's horrible. I'm always in the virtual waiting room every fucking year. It's <laughs> like, yeah. now I'm just going to go and do the cosplay I what. Because I found out you can do that. Um, but anyway, so I always did one big one. And then COVID hit. And I was like, well, I need to do something with myself that's creative and everything's close. So I kind of just got in cosplay and I was doing the physique thing. And um, at that point, I was kind of over television and I just needed something to do. So I was like, OK, I'm going to make Namor. And then I made Namor and then I, I kind of just got like a, like a bug and I, I wanted to keep doing it. So I just I also kind of grew. And what's interesting, too, is like, you know, when you do one character, it's a lot different than just switching, like, I'm gonna do Namor, then I'm gonna do Star Fox, then I'm gonna do Nova. It's like, you're living with one character the whole time. And you, one thing you come up with ideas like, oh, this would be a cool detail, but it's not gonna work for this one, but it can work for this one. Mm -hmm. So you kind of build up like a a vibe, I guess, and like similar ideas. Like I always use some sort of like trident emblem on the back of my my, armor or this, I always do a fancy design. Yes, my, um, back pieces um so that's always something but it's also just like little thing the little thematic things you keep doing with one character and you also kind of learn who you are with this character and what works for your body but also is namor and it's almost like it's a synergy where you kind of become this character and you understand them um it's like an alter ego because this in it almost makes him my like like, I feel like a sense of like ownership, not like it's like gatekeeping, like no one else can do them. But I mean, like for me, I feel like- It's I a some- very
1: personal character yeah. for you. It's, it's a personal internalization.
0: Yeah, I feel very a personal connection to this character. And when I'm cosplaying him, I feel like I'm not just making it for myself, I'm making it for like him and like doing the best I can to put him in the best light, I guess. Um, and just going above and beyond with my cosplay. Um, for instance, like the one I'm making right now, the big one I'm making for LA Comic Con, um, I don't think I could have ever done that out the gate with my first one because it's almost like a culmination of this entire year. Um, it's almost been, you know, January would be a full year, but this entire time I've been cosplaying Namor, it's almost like I've been growing not only as a cosplayer with my skill set and understanding Namor cosplay, but um, also developing a, a deeper relationship with Namor in terms of like me being like an alter ego. So it's like, I feel a sense of like synergy again, like I said, but, and this cosplay is like everything I ever dreamt of in terms of like development, uh, um, details, not development, (laughs) Um, just the details of going into this cosplay, like everything I'm doing has a reason, every design, every like sanding, every texture, I'm doing with this cosplay that I'm going to do for LA Comic-Con is just it's it has a meaning for everything and I love that. it's like you know it's not just random it's this one is like there's nothing random everything is a pick everything has a meaning there's something behind it I'm not going to say which costume it is because it is a real costume from the comics but in a sense it's like just a it's a building block it's just a starting point because they make a really good costume but then um, it goes into my facts of I love realism in cosplay. It's like, what can I do to elevate this and make this regal and make this look like it can exist in the real world and um, elevate? Because, again, like, you know, every, you know when artists draw him, they put their own personal flair into his designs and no two artists draw him alike. Even if it's the same costume, there's always something different they bring to the style. And that's what I'm doing with this because i've been with him for so long as a cosplayer this one i'm doing you know i'm just i gave myself four months to do it even though it probably won't take four months because i'd rather have it sitting in my apartment than the con crunch because <laughs> as my my dad says i'm too detailed for my own good and <laughs> like i'll like stress myself out because i'll be doing this okay i got to send done deadline and i'm like wait that'd be so cool if i did that and then i'll get like go to joanne's and i'll get it and then i'll go back and I'll be gone i'll be stressed out but um that's kind of how i am i like yeah this stuff. way
1: you have more time and more padding for yeah. it instead of the the con crunch which i didn't know that was a term but it makes sense yeah
0: it's like the week before a you know a con and you got to finish a couple of things for your cosplay
1: and you're like oh my god do I have time yeah. to this? don't like, procrastinate just do yeah. it yeah
0: like i want to get this done and just sit on the mannequin i don't care how long it sits two months one month like a week just i want this to be the best name or one i've ever done and uh this was like kind of just like the accumulation this entire year put into one
1: costume is what i'm
0: like considering this one so
1: i love that that's that's really incredible i i can't wait till you unveil it i don't want to i don't want to poke or prod you know since you're keeping be it a and key so um but why don't you tell us about the 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 costume you're wearing right now which is the invaders it's yeah. insane i mean it, in talking about i love what you just said about artists putting their own touch onto Namor, even if it's the same costume, there's still an element they bring to it. This has a lot of elements that are so uniquely yours.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Um, You know, for instance, like this costume, it's just all black with gold lines and I I kind of put my own spin on it. And I always like to play with fabrics in terms of just like, you know, um, just elevating them, changing it up a little bit. Like I actually go to this one, uh, they they do these uh, screen pinching fabrics screen printed fabrics that are like raised like this this one like i don't know if you can see it but it's Here, like wait let me oh, shine your right the speaker yeah let's see it yeah like you can kind of see it's shiny because it's like it's it's like raised so it's almost like 3d and it's called parallel life studios you should everyone should like look at their stuff they have like if you really want to elevate it that's how i feel like it's not just like joanne's it's something special like and they do it based on like real superheroes so you can kind of like take it as it is like this is man of steel like the, yeah. the design is like superman but i changed it up to my liking and this is from joanne's though but it's a you know bulletproof one but um this is the vinyl i use for the armor but you know i always like to just you know do some stuff like i don't know if you can see the
1: back oh man i don't know if it's wrinkled enough, but like no, no it looks good no i see the trident right there that looks amazing yeah, I always like to do that kind of stuff with the backs and stuff. Like, Well, yeah, that's your insignia.
0: Yeah, that's it's just sort weird. of your thing. So that's what I kind of like. To like I can show you the Phoenix. I don't see it. If no one's really seen the back
1: before. I, then, I, I cannot wait to see this executed. That looks uh, beautiful.
0: Like, it's kind of got like, a, you can see a Phoenix, a little yeah. bit Like birds. Like, it's kind of meant to look like, I know it's really shiny, but.
1: No, I, I um, see it. I, I, that looks incredible. Yeah. And I know some of the the people you're going to be collaborating with <laughs> in the in, in the coming days, so I cannot wait to see you next to said person, or if said person is shooting you, or yeah. that's incredible. Like that is an. Has anyone else done the Phoenix Five Namor like that? Yeah,
0: that's the Speedo and the Phoenix Five are the most cosplayed ones. Uh, those everyone else just doesn't really do the other ones. So no one's done the black armor which is surprising so i'm the yeah. first to do that and i was shocked because sometimes when i started cosplay i always look online to see what people did mm-hmm. so i can like you know calm myself down it's like okay it is possible but yeah and i couldn't find anyone with like his most recent modern armor and i was like, okay cool guess it's all me so all right, trailblazer
1: I'll, right there i'll be the trailblazer
0: <laughs> like um but yeah, people have done phoenix um and they're all fantastic um yeah. i want to change i want to change mine up i saw it like the gold vinyl it's just, it's just it was shiny as hell like yeah it's gorgeous it, it's great i've actually never done an outdoor shoot with it um i did the rain room shoot with it um mm-hmm, that was cool but um i tried to do an outdoor shoot with it but it, it was overcast so we rescheduled and then it was overcast again when we rescheduled it and i was like what the fuck it's california this it should be sunny all the time and it should be sunny really great so i'm hoping sunday is shiny. fingers crossed yeah i I on some god mode like images and i had this really cool location it's like on the cliffs in malibu and then there's like these like you know rock that's like you know higher than the other so it's almost like an x-men apocalypse and all the horsemen are like standing on those rocks oh that sounds so, hot that's what i'm kind of going for with this so it'll be really cool to and also to work with people i've started to kind of collaborate a little bit more and I have a lot more collaborations coming up, which is really cool. Cause you just meet cool people and it's like you want to work with them. Like I just did um, a Wolverine one uh, with oh, Back there. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a fantastic editor. And I was like, I love your shit. We gotta do something together. And um, there's the name work cover with you know what we recreated. It was the like, you know exact you know point to point. So and uh, he just he shot it on a black screen or a black background and sent it to him and he just did all the work
1: and and he does all the work right there. Yeah, that's like,
0: Yeah couple days like didn't even take that long. It was just really cool. And I did another great with uh EMG five five five. He's really great. Um he did Usam as like one character in first mutant, but we're gonna do another one later on,
1: which we're really excited about. But
0: I got a lot more in plan that you won't know about. So
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm glad we got the exclusive here. Stay yeah. tuned. So yeah. What about the, what about the eyebrows? How do you, are those naturally yours? You have to fill them in. What do you, what is your approach to the eyebrows?
0: Uh, Photoshop, uh, Photoshop. <laughs> mainly Photoshop. I use for the eyebrows, um, just because it's a lot easier. Um, and like, I, I looked at how to change your eyebrows, like through a tutorial and it was just, you know, you got to like glue down your eyebrows with like, a glue stick and then you mm-hmm. got like, Cover it up with like makeup, and then you got a draw on yourself. I was like, I don't know what skin tone I am. I don't know makeup. Like this is a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> so I just, I do like the glue stick thing if I really wanted to. Like I'll do the glue stick and like kind of just like get it mm. up here, so it's like a little bit more raised. And then I'll take like an eyebrow pencil and like do yeah, a really bad, bad job with it and just darken it a little bit. I didn't darken it today because I forgot to, but um, just to kind of get more of the the whoosh going on there. So I'll probably because he's
1: them. so known for the whoosh right there. Yeah,
0: the Atlanteans have like these kind of eyebrows, or like
1: that. I actually haven't noticed. I, I haven't really noticed the eyebrows in your in your photoshops, or excuse me, in your photo shoots. Let me see them as we're talking. I, I a
0: little more subtle because I at first I did the really big ones, but it got a little bit harder with like some of the angles in my face, and I was just like, you know what, just do like that. let's do a little. Bit. Oh, I'm seeing
1: them, but they're, they're they are there. They are. I just would name. I'm not looking, especially the one with you and Wolverine. Like that's very pronounced. Yeah, that was harder to do. I did a little bit. And little right there too.
0: Yeah. I did that one arch? Yeah. That
1: one's very arched. That's really dude, that's gnarly. What about the ears? What what what's the maintenance uh, like with the ears?
0: Their yeah. ears right here. They're brand new. Actually, I got them in yesterday. Um, right. The last ones were looking really shitty after being on so many shoots. So I gotta cut them off a little bit and adjust them, but uh, I mainly wear these, and then I just Photoshop them again, clean them up a little bit. Or if I forget them, I just Photoshop the ears again um, and just do a little bit of that. on that. Um, but I'll probably I'm gonna like obviously hire someone when I go to LA Comic Con to do my eyebrows and my ears properly. But in terms of like you know photo shoots, it's like if I can do it in Photoshop, I don't. I'm not gonna pay the money. Fix it in post. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, fix it in post. Like I, who cares? Like it's just, it's a photo. So that's, that's that. And my, my ankle wings are also Photoshop as well. I do not own any ankle. wings.
1: You don't so. own any ankle wings.
0: I, I'm going to make them really Comic-Con, though. I'm going to try to make them and attach them onto the armor. Cause I do have like, like armor coming for this one. So um, that's a little hint. That's
1: in- <laughs> Wait, okay. That's incredible <laughs> that they are, that they're, they're Photoshopped. That's insane. Yeah. They look real. The great Photoshopping skills there you. I'm
0: pretty. I've been doing it for for years, so I know how to make it look realistic. So,
1: all right. Final question for you before we move on to Namor's history: rank these these costumes: the Black Armor, the Phoenix Five, X Men Red, Invaders Now, and the Initiative, the Neptune Armor.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I like the Black Armor. I'll I'll go over them. The Black Armor is my favorite. I think it's mm-hmm. slick. I think it looks amazing. Um, I love contrast with it and just how the the presence he brings with it the phoenix 5 is just iconic you know it's gold it's beautiful the red looks fantastic with him. Uh, um x-men red is great i love the green in it um just like how it's like a full body suit but it also has like the x in it and actually you know what i really like is um in x-men red he's in the united nations for like four pages Mm
1: -hmm. he's wearing like
0: this really cool outfit it's like it's like a full body kind of like a um I don't know how to describe it like, you know, kind of like uh e- like Asian kind of like Japanese, like, you know, long thing with long sleeves. I don't know how to describe it, but um it's it looks really cool. It just it seems like a very kingly presence. And um then, you know, invaders now is great. And then the Neptune armor, which we were talking about earlier from the initiative with like all the gold and like this huge body armor and like this huge like trident. It's like I just like stuff that makes him look like a king. So yeah. no hates with the speed of it, you know, if It's it's big, it's bold. he
1: is. He is a regal motherfucker. So he yeah. deserves to look like one.
0: So and, you know, I will give you a hint, though, the rest. Of, you know, my next cosplay is going to be Namor. Big surprise. Uh, the one after that is going to be Namor. <laughs> after that, it's going to be
1: Namor. So, <laughs> you're here first. Right here. Here's the exclusive. It's Namor. And then Namor
0: and then Namor. Oh, but you know what? Actually, that's a lie. I am gonna do Star Fox. I'm gonna I felt apart. like you
1: did say that on your Instagram. Yeah. I... oh, because we were because also he's right next to Namor in yeah. the Marvel Universe poster I have, and which I'm staring at right now. Let's see if you can that's, see it. That's that.
0: beautiful. That's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm so happy you got it. That's so cool. It was but like I, that's amazing. what sparked it actually, because I love Star Fox and when I saw, like, you posted, like, Submariner next to Star Fox, it's like, oh, my God, that's a sign. I was like, yeah? this is cool, and, like, I actually did, you know, plan out a Star Fox cosplay back in 2016, but I never did it because I didn't have the skill set to do it yet, um, so I was like, this is a sign, I gotta do Star Fox next, and um, so I think after my big armor builds for Namor, I'm gonna go into Star Fox and do him, because I think he's so cool. He's He's, like, so underrated, he's just... He's the guy at the party you you want to be friends with he's just yeah. like so fun loving and like he's just so i don't know how to describe him. he's just like he's just there to have fun he's like he like showed up like i remember reading him uh i was reading the avengers and that's where he showed up and he was like hey i'm starfox i'm gonna join the avengers like what's up like not even like uh, hello just like i'm come join your team like here i am like he's just so You know, he's just always there to have fun. He's like a space adventurer. He's just always looking for fun and stuff. He's just a cool dude. So, and he's almost like Namor, so they're both, you know, a little bit arrogant, but like fun loving. He's a little bit more lovable though, so.
1: A little bit more.
0: A little little bit more cool. So that'll be my next one after. All right. So we'll change it up a little
1: bit. We're looking forward to that. I can't wait to see it. Um, So I think this wraps part one of mm-hmm. our conversation here for folks who are tuning in right now where can folks connect with you
0: um it's pretty easy uh <laughs> namor cosplay um, was that
1: just available you were able to get yeah. it
0: wow. I was, like, I was like cool i was like i'll take it you know that's it owned <laughs> trademarked so anyone looks, anyone search name more cosplay you can see me first so <laughs> <laughs> i got that domain on twitter instagram and tumblr so
1: I got wow all- tumblr that's a deep cut right there
0: but well, they uh namor nation has a lot of stuff on tumblr so i just like post it on there just so that way more people see my content so it's just like a third party to put it so all right um, more views so.
1: all right well we're gonna dive in to some namor history in the next episode so folks follow us there